0: Welcome back to the Nobody Asked For This podcast. Hi everybody. I hope everyone's having a good day. Um, I'm having am having a decent day, which I think is fine. I think not every day has to be I had the best day ever. Like sometimes you can just have a good like a like a good day. You know? Cuz if someone asks like, "Oh, how are you doing?" and you say, "Oh, no, I I'm good." They're like, "Oh, what's wrong?" But it's like, "No, nothing's wrong." Nothing's great, but nothing's wrong. But it doesn't always have to be great, you know. Anyway, I do have a quick question. Um, well, probably not quick because I do have to fill, you know, some sort of time on this on this podcast. I can't just record a thirty minute second or, or a thirty minute second. What a thirty second clip of me, you know, saying hi and then bye. So I have to I have to fill the space here, but. Why is every electric car, not every electric car, but why are a lot of electric cars this like ugly, no offense, like ugly gray-ish, like like lightish gray color. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, right. I'm gonna see if I can Google it just to get the exact shade of gray. Okay, electric car gray color it's like a gross like yeah here it is okay you obviously can't see but like why are they all gray okay one of the reasons colors in the gray family are popular for automotive is because they are just so comfortable to live with and as a possession we we typically hold on to for an extended period of time it is important that the color we choose can stand the test of time which the grays do okay well, I don't agree that gray looks good. I can understand this um this theory of like trends change, so just pick something that that stays the same. That's fair. I don't think gray has ever been trendy. And it's so what which, which which also means that it can't go out of trend. So, there's that. Still not getting an answer as to why they're all this like ugly color. It's like a it's not a shiny gray, it's like a like an eraser gray. Like the um like the gray of a pencil gray. I don't know if that's a universal thing, but you know how like in a picture of a pencil, like the lead it's like a lead gray. That's what I'm trying to convey here. I don't know. My eczema, because everyone was wondering, my eczema is doing terrible this winter season and it's not even the winter yet it's just the fall but so much dry skin is falling off of my self my being the backs of my what is that called not the backs of my thighs like the the backs of your knee but it's not really your knee because your knee is like the muscle what is that called the back of your knee back of your knee not your kneecap back of the knee pain no what is the back of the knee called the shallow depression formed at the back of the knee is called the popliteal fossa popliteal fossa i said that and all the furniture in my room started floating it is the it is formed at the junction of the femur and the tibia it must kill to break a bone. Like, that must hurt. Luckily, knock on wood, I've never done it, but like, ouch. Yikes. Um, but yeah, I have, I've had really bad eczema there. I've had prominent um, eyelid eczema to the point where the other day I looked in the mirror and I said, why does it look like I've been jumped? Why does it look like I have... You know, had to defend myself against some sort of opposing force. And I hadn't, you know, which is not anything you want to look like, but that's okay. I'm trying my best. Um, And just overall itchiness, which is not a good place to be. What is eczema? I'm going to Google that right now, because we all just like live among, yeah, I got eczema, or this is eczema. What is it? Let's see. X... How do you spell that? Eczema. E-X-E... I'm pretty sure there's a Z. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. This is how I spelled it. E-X-E-M-Z-A. Eczema. Okay. Eczema, also known as atopic dermatitis, not to brag, is a non-contagious inflammatory skin condition that is characterized by severe itching, Well, obviously, if your skin is dry, redness, oozing, and scaly rashes. Oof. These symptoms can be painful and can cause changes in skin color and blisters. Allergy plays a role in some patients' eczema. What causes eczema to start? Environmental factors or allergens, such as cold and dry weather, dampness. So cold and damp, that makes no sense. And more specific things, such as housed dust mites, pet fur, I don't. I don't know why it sounds like I don't know how to read. Uh, pollen and molds, food allergies, soy, yikes. I'm hearing a buzzing, and I'm not understanding why. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I just have to be honest about that. I have atopic dermatitis, and I'm trying to fix it, but also not trying to fix it. I think I did when I was younger. I did go to the doctor and say, hey, can you um, can you fix this? And they said, not really. I said, well, that sucks. And they gave me a cream or something that did help a little bit. But, yeah. Ooh, since we've talked last, it is now, we're now in deep November. November has started. I believe the last episode of this podcast was recorded on November 1st, I want to say. Yep. Yeah. Which means that that was before the Starbucks holiday drinks had been officially released. And since then, since that day, I have had, let me, let me think, two or th- maybe two or three. Three? Four. Th- three gingerbread lattes and one other one, which I will reveal at a later time. But we made it, ladies and gentlemen, after. Years and years and years, and by that I mean exactly two years, of complaining that there was no gingerbread latte. The mermaid has officially, I know I talked about this, we, I, I had um, done updates on this, on the return of the gingerbread latte over the past month or so, but I didn't want to get my hopes up because I said, you know what, I'm going to get my hopes up and then they're going to pull some you-know-what and it's going to be a US-only or I, I was accidentally looking at the website for the UK or something like that but in fact a week ago tomorrow or today when you listen to this I walked up to a Starbucks and I saw that they were advertising that they had in fact the gingerbread latte and it is back and I have to say um, I would be saying positive things regardless because I'm kind of that person like if it's something I like I feel bad to say bad things about it so I just praise it regardless but I have to say, there is no gingerbread, especially gingerbread latte, like a Starbucks gingerbread latte. Um, and I want to thank whoever was you know, in the conference rooms. I assume it's someone who listens to the Nobody Asked for this podcast that I've been complaining the, about the fact that they don't have the gingerbread latte anymore. I'm sure you can find an episode from a year ago, probably this exact episode a year ago, where I was complaining that they didn't have the gingerbread latte. Um, so that person probably heard it, And then apply to the Starbucks marketing team or whoever makes the decisions. Who does make the decisions? I would like to meet them. And I also want to know, like, what is their coffee order? Because up until then, this, I would have said, oh, they're probably really boring. But since they, you know, brought back the gingerbread latte, they probably have a lot of taste. um, And are tastemakers. So, yeah. I would love a job. Like like taste maker. I know that's not an ex- an exact job, so it's a bad example, but I would love a job like creative director. Like sure, I can do that. Anyone could do that. What do we what do we creative directing, you know? Like what does a creative director do? I would like one of those sort of vague titles that you could put like if I was ever on like a like a competition show or like I went on the Amazing Race or something, which I can promise you will never happen, but just for instance, I could say I'm a creative director. Because in essence, I mean, everyone's a creative director. If you picked out what you're wearing today, you creatively directed something. If you, uh, when they ask you when you go to get a haircut, what do you want? You are creative directing your haircut. I would also like to be a, um, what is that called? A consultant. I I think I'd be really good at that. Just like giving an opinion, you know. It doesn't have to be right. It's just an opinion. I could be a creative directive director slash consultant. And I'm sure I'll be mega rich. Let me Google it. Actually, I think also recently I've decided that I would like to be rich. I was like back and forth. I was like on the fence for a little bit. I think I'm yes, I would like to I would like to be rich. I accept it. I accept it. So hopefully. I don't know like what the process is now. Like maybe I wasn't uh becoming rich because I, I was unsure, but now that I've said it and like declared it, um it's essentially the opposite of declaring bankruptcy. I've declared that I would like to um I would like to be rich. So I assume that's gonna happen. I'll uh, hold off paying my credit card bill this month because I'm sure I'm sure the money's coming. But back to the Starbucks drinks, yes, I tried I actually can't. I've actually lost track. Two or three gingerbread lattes, Um, and like I was saying before, I am I am known to be one to defend the things I like. You know, if Taco Bell ever put out something that I thought tasted bad, I wouldn't tell you. Like I just can't. I can't do it. I have brand loyalty um, to Taco Bell, even though they've given me nothing free except a stomachache and like indigestion, basically the, um, that ad nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. Um, but I keep coming back for more. So that's kind of a me problem at that point. Um, but I have, again, brand loyalty. I would also have brand loyalty to the gingerbread latte. And if I tasted it and it sucked, I wouldn't tell you. Um, I wouldn't tell you. But I, I, I loved it. I really did. And I tried the gingerbread loaf. I highly recommend that. There's like a hint of like orange. Orange, it's probably like a zest or something. I also, now that I've realized that my um, podcast and my public platform hold some sort of weight in that I was able to bring back the gingerbread latte. And I do believe it was 100% because of me talking about it because, you know, common denominator, hello, like this podcast didn't exist and they took it away and then this podcast did exist and they brought it back so i mean i don't know how that's like deniable you know it's kind of undeniable if you ask me but now that i know i have that power i'm going to use it for good and say that i would like to bring back the holiday spice flat white now the holiday spice flat white was i i'm gonna be completely honest i don't really know i'm not quite sure what a flat white is i don't know what the difference between that and a latte is all i know Because it was a drink that I ordered, I believe, was only available for a few years, like one, two, or three. Not more than that. I only really found out about it on the last year, so it was really sad for me. But it was this latte that tasted like Christmas. It tasted like a Christmas tree. It tasted like pine needles fell into your cup, but in like a good way, not in like a gross way. Also, I'm really interested to find out if you're able to eat pine needles, let me do this, can, oh wait, no, are pine needles edible, let's see, like white spruce, you can eat pine needles in the spring as buds and use them year-round for tea, there are some that are poisonous or toxic, okay, well, we're gonna stay away from the poisonous and toxic ones, but apparently you can eat some of them, um, but yes, the holiday's f- Uh, Spice Flat White, I've since done research in order to um, conduct uh, experiments to be able to make it at home, but it was basically, they took holiday spices, (sighs) excuse me, they took, um, I'm going to leave that in, I would maybe think about kind of going back and restarting that, but I don't care. They would take holiday spices and then dump espresso in there. Probably not dump, it was probably for one of those fancy drip things. And they would, like, swish it around so that the um, Christmas spices equally hits the espresso thing. And then they just pour milk. Now, I am going to do the hard-hitting research and Google what the hell a, what is a, like a flat white is. What is a flat white? Also, I will give $20 to someone who can tell me the difference between a cappuccino and a latte. Not like, I will give you $20, as in, like, because I know the answer and I want to do a pop quiz. Like, I literally have no idea. I need a chart. What is the difference between a latte and a flat white? The flat white is stronger due to its... And forgive me, I'm having trouble reading on my phone because the green line is still present. Oh, I can use my burner. I've been using um, my other phone, which is my... Old iPhone with a home button, which I actually don't mind. I've been using that a lot recently. So much so that I actually think my screen time. So when Apple sends you your screen time, it's now down down like seventy five percent compared to the usage levels um, BD before drop BGL before green line. Okay, I am trying to Google. Something that I have forgotten. What was I Googling? Oh, man. Pine needles, holiday spice. Oh, yeah, what's the difference? Okay, I'm going to do flat white. Apologies if this isn't super grasping. I am kind of tired. Um, so I'm, I'm really just proud of myself for, for doing this at all. What's a flat white? At, in most cafes and coffee bars, a flat white is, in fact, a small latte with a little less milk. Just like a cafe latte, you use a double shot of espresso. Flat whites are served in two ways, with very little to no foam, or with a lot of foam. Okay, well, that's not making any sense to me. Okay, see, this I can get with. I think I've learned recently, I'm a visual person, so having this visual is very um, important to me. Okay. A macchiato. Huh, okay. Okay. Now, this is different. This is different. Okay, a cappuccino, and I'll I'll say all of these. Basically, to give a bit more explanation, I'm looking at a chart that has a cappuccino, a macchiato, a latte, a latte, macchiato, a mocha, and a flat white. And there's a picture of a coffee cup, and it's supposed to be transparent, and you can see, like, the ratio of coffee to milk to foam. So in a cappuccino... I always thought it was cappuccino, but no, apparently it's spelled cappuccino. You have espresso at the bottom, then steamed milk, then milk foam. Perfect, okay, sure. And then a macchiato. You have espresso, and then a little bit of steamed milk. Now, Starbucks does not follow that philosophy, because when you order a macchiato at Starbucks, you get basically a jug of milk um, in your cup and then just like a shot or two of espresso. So I don't know, I don't know what recipe they're looking at. I don't know. I don't know what charts they have access to at Starbucks, but it's not the same ones that we're working with. And that's fine. And I accept it. And I'll still be getting a caramel macchiato every once in a while. In fact, I actually have to do that soon because it's pretty good. And I haven't done that in a while. Okay. And then a latte is Even more confusing because it's the exact same picture as a cappuccino, except there's a a little bit more milk in the latte. Okay. And then the latte macchiato, they really mess it up because it's steamed milk at the bottom, then the espresso, then the milk foam. Mm, Sure. And then the mocha is espresso at the bottom, hot chocolate above it, and then... A good amount of steamed milk on top. And then a flat white, here we go, finally answering our question, is I would say most similar to the espresso, but just with more steamed milk. Or no, sorry, most similar to the macchiato. Okay, here we go. This has fractions with it. Um, a latte is a third espresso, two-thirds steamed milk, little to no foam, And layer separation. A cappuccino is a third espresso, a third steamed milk, and a third milk foam. I think that seems most appealing. And then a flat white is two shots of espresso, steamed whole milk, dense microfoam, and layer separation. Hmm. That's really interesting. Okay, anyway, the holiday spice flat white. I think they should bring it back. I will uh, continue to try to make it at home, and by continue I mean start trying to make it at home and keep you updated. Now speaking of things that they should bring back, something I think they should not bring back ever again is daylight losings time. Just recently, this past Sunday, since I've talked to you last, this has happened, we have exited daylight savings time, which in my mind, logically, means we have entered daylight losing time. And by that, I mean, the sun starts to set at two thirty. Now, if the sun is a listener of this podcast, I have um, just a sentiment for you, which is that, yeah, if we all could leave early for work, we would, but we don't because we can't. So I really don't appreciate you, Mr. Sun, looking at your watch and being like, "You know what? It's three o'clock like I think I'm done for the day. Like that's not how that works, okay? I can't look at the clock at 3 o'clock and go, you know what, that's it, that's, that's a wrap, I'm calling it. Which, if you, if you asked me, you know, I don't lack confidence, but if you say, whose job is more important? Your job, meaning my job, or the sun, um, I would have to say there are a few entities that I would kind of take a back seat for, and one would be the sun because we kind of need it. We need it to, to show up to work. We need it to do its job. We need it to, we need it to drive. We need it to... Uh, well, because we don't need it to drive. You can drive in the dark. But you know what I mean? Like Things are just so much easier with the sun. So I would, I would argue that if the sun can leave work early, like why can't all of we? So here's the problem. I, as much as I would love to go on a tirade against daylight savings time... And say, why are we doing this? This is archaic. This is stupid. I love using the word archaic because I don't fully understand what it means. But, like, I kind of do to the point where, like, I can, I can get away with using it in a sentence and people aren't like, what? You know, that there's nothing worse, nothing worse than using a new word. And then you realize you've used it incorrectly. And then not only do people not know what you're talking about, but then you go to Google it to be like, yeah, no, that, that's a word. And then you're wrong. Terrible, but it's archaic. But the problem is, daylight daylight savings time is what makes it early, or what? Or, or sorry, that made no sense. Daylight saving time is what makes it brighter later in the day. So we actually like daylight savings time. Now my problem is, I think if they stopped doing it altogether, they would keep us in the dark you know, like it it would keep, it would keep us with the sun setting at 3 PM. And I don't want, I don't want that. So if my options are staying in the dark or staying or or, or moving towards the light, at least for six months out of the year, then I think I'm going to choose the latter, you know, the second option, because we really like, we have no choice. So Again, I know that this podcast is very influential, so I will just say like if there's anyone on the board for daylight savings consulting, doing creative direction for the sky, just know like if our options are to do it or not do it, but not do it would result in it being dark at three PM from the months of November to I don't know, February, then I'll I'll keep switching my clocks. I will keep switching those clocks because at this point, most clocks kind of do it yourself, do it theirself. It's just really your car, which I don't know, maybe those um, interesting gray colored uh, electric cars do it themselves. I'm not sure. My car definitely does not. I had to sit there and go like a minute per minute to get me from, you know, 10 something something a.m. to nine something something a.m. It was kind of brutal, but I did it. I did it for the people, which I, I was kind of kidding, but I really did do it for the people because if I was running late to everything, that would not be good for the people. Speaking of things that are bad, there's nothing worse. I know I just said there's nothing worse than um, you know, using the wrong dictionary word or whatever the hell I just said, but there's truly nothing worse. There's no worse feeling than feeling like you're sitting on something and realize that you're actually not sitting on something. Did that make sense? Like, do you ever sit down and, like, you're on the couch or, like, maybe in your car and then you feel something and you're like, oh, I'm definitely, like, sitting on, I don't know, like, a a coin or, like, my phone or, like, I don't know, someone's, like, remote control and then you get up and there was nothing there in the first place and you're like, wait, like, what's, what's down there that is disrupting? this experience for me, you know? It's just a little bit concerning. And we've also talked at length, but not very recently, but in the in the history of the podcast, we've talked at length about the random butthole pain. Uh, what is that? Why does that happen to us? Why do good things happen to, or bad things happen to good people? You know? Where you're just living your life, chilling, and then you get a zzzz. And it, it kind of turns everything upside down. Why does that happen? I don't know. None of these, none of these questions I can answer. And to be honest, like most of these questions, I don't want answered. I just kind of want to say them and complain, um, and then move on. I'm also now realizing I've never, I never had a cup of coffee today. I also couldn't be. You see, I couldn't be more tired, so if this if this episode is a little bit non coherent i I really apologize, but like I'm just trying to stay in the light also, if we didn't switch our clocks, this would be like ten twenty p m so I'm really functioning at like the level of a of a ten p m at night as opposed to like a nine twenty because you know at nine twenty like It was it was in the eight o'clock hour, like twenty one minutes ago. But if you're at ten twenty, that means you're almost at ten thirty, which at that point it might as well be midnight. I always find it really fascinating how how we play with like rounding to fit like what we want it to be. So if it's like if we want to exaggerate like the length of time, we can turn you know forty minutes into, oh my gosh, I was doing this for an hour, you know? I was washing your car for an hour, you know? 40 minutes, basically an hour. That's so long. But then, like, if I'm 40 minutes late to something, I'm like, you know what? It was only, like, half an hour. Like, that's not a big deal. I don't know what you're talking about, but, like, it was the same amount of time. I don't know. I've always found that funny, the way you can kind of, like, like stretch it or, or, or unstretch it. What's the difference? What's the... um the antithesis of stretching. What's the, what's the opposite of that? An anonym? What's the, is that an, an anonym? Is that the opposite word? Because it's not a synonym. Um, I, something German just popped up. What is... The opposite? Excuse me, I gotta go. What is the opposite of stretching? Pooling together? What is the antonym of stretching? Reduce? Compress. I like that. I can, work I can work with that. We compress the truth. Okay, well, as can be heard through the last 28 minutes, I, I'm not really making sense. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the words that I, I know to be true, which is that... Um, if you have taken the time to listen to this, thank you. I know a lot of you haven't, but okay. Um, also, feel free to go to podcast. Nobody for this. Podbean. dot com. That's our website. On there, you can find links to all of everything. We have our iTunes or not iTunes? Yeah, iTunes podcast app. I don't know the podcast app the something or other app um spotify something else i'm going to be really honest like i'm pretty sure anyone that listens to a podcast has either the podcast app on itunes or spotify like i i, I know i hear that these other apps exist i think you can scream at your alexa to play the nobody Ass with this podcast now i'm sure she will play like this 17 other Nobody Asked For This Podcast before she get to ours. So I would probably recommend getting a snack or something before you start that process because you might be there a while trying to find the correct. Nobody Asked For This Podcast. But, you know, regardless, if you're trying to find us, I appreciate it. Um, I'm actually looking at my hand because for whatever reason, when I do this, I talk with my hands, even though no one is able to see me. Um, But I'm looking at my hand, and I think I'm starting to get what Google meant by the oozing of the eczema. Because there is a little bit of, like, a crack happening. But that's okay. That's a story for another day. Um, Again, on our website, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, hey, we've had a a Facebook. Um, And, yeah. Yeah. I believe I hear illegal fireworks happening. Don't do that, everybody. I don't know. I talked about this in the last episode. I don't know what the appeal of fireworks is. I don't know even the process in which you light fireworks. I just think it's too much effort. I think it's too much money. I think if you're buying fireworks, you could probably find something else to spend it on. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Like, if you can spend money on fire, fireworks, you might have too much money. That's all I'm saying. Um but yeah, I will check back in with you all next week. What it'll it be next week? It'll be like mid November, which is nuts. Absolutely wild. Um have a good week everybody. Bye.